No, that's all right. That should be all good. Awesome. Good morning, church. Hey, it is so good to be um, with you this morning. And I feel very privileged to open God's word with you as um, Christmas approaches. So for those that don't know, my name is Sarah, and um, I've just completed my final year of high school. So now just for a moment, I want you all to think back to the time when you finished school. So for some of you, that was only a few years ago. For some of you, that may have been a bit longer. Remember, remember the anticipation, the excitement, and the countless questions about life, or what life would look like when you leave home. Currently, there are a multitude of different directions you can take your life when you leave school. Whether that's entering the workforce, picking up an apprenticeship, studying at ARA, polytechs or universities right around New Zealand. All the decisions like what course you're going to study, what city or tertiary provider has the best learning opportunities, what accommodation you're going to stay in, all contributes to the direction your life takes after leaving school. And personally, I've been so grateful to God for his leading in making these decisions. Because when I see others my age overwhelmed and a bit worried about what the future might hold, I completely understand where they come from. And isn't that the same with all of us? No matter what season we're stepping into, whether you're deciding what to study, having some sort of lifestyle change, whether that may be marriage, parenting, a new job, a new city, we all have an opportunity to, to trust God's calling and leading in our lives. Next year, I'm planning on heading down to study a health-related course in Dunedin. And about a month ago, I was on a bit of a prayer walk, and I was just crying out to God, asking him what he was calling me to do. I was thinking, has he called me to become a nurse, a doctor, a physio? And I was just um, wanting some specific confirmation on what he was calling me to do in my life. And in an instant, God spoke to me in my heart, and he said, Sarah, I have called you to follow me. And it was such a profound moment, because although I've followed God for as long as I can remember, recognizing this as the primary call that God had on my life completely shifted my perspective. Now, I don't know if you've had a moment like this. Maybe you don't even know that God has called you. Or maybe you've already known this, but need a fresh reminder or an opportunity to refocus on the calling that God has placed on your life this morning. So let's pray as we begin. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you are here with us. We thank you for the love that you have for each and every one of us. And we thank you that you have called each and every one of us to be a part of your family. And God, as we delve into your word this morning, we ask that you would speak to us in a, in a really special way this morning, God. We open our hearts to hear what you have to say to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Perfect. So I love, I love the Christmas story and everything the Christmas season brings, as, I, as I'm sure a lot of you do too. And so we're going to get back to the uh, story, Christmas story in Luke shortly. But first I would like for those that have their Bibles with them to turn to First John chapter 3, 23 and 24. This is what it says. It says, And this is his command, to believe in the, son, in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him, and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. God has called each of us to obey his commands. He's called us all to firstly believe and love Jesus, to understand the love that God has for us, that he would send his only son to die for us. And then in response to that, God has also called each of us to love one another as Christ has loved us. 1 John 3.16 says, This is how we know what love is, 
Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And this should come to each of us as a challenge. And I'm not sure what season of life you are currently in. But are you actively carrying out this calling that God has on your life? Do you believe in the name of Jesus? And do you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind? With knowledge of how much God loves you, are you willing to love others? Are you willing to lay down your life for your brothers and sisters? In church, this is what God has called us to do. Now, the beautiful thing is, if your response was no to any of those questions this morning, you have an opportunity to lay that down to God and ask him to change and purify your heart. And by doing this, it enables us to carry out the calling that God has on each of our lives. And we aren't going to get it perfect, which is why we all desperately need his mercy and grace. 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. The other aspect that God has been teaching me about is that as we fix our eyes on him, as we carry out this primary calling on our life to love him and to love others, God will bring us into places where we can be the most, where we can be most effective for his glory. So by trusting him, even when we don't know what exactly what comes next, by continuing to love God and love others, he will lead us. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in a future. So if you find yourself in a new season of life, maybe you are having to face a challenging or unexpected situation. This morning, I believe God wants to let you know that as you make a choice to trust him, he is a good and faithful father and will lead you through it. As we have discovered and reminded ourselves that each of us have been called to be children of God, to love God first and love our brothers and sisters, let's turn to Luke 2 verse 1 to 20. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in, in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Mary is such a remarkable character in the Christmas story. A young, ordinary lady who was willing to be led by God. A young lady who had an extraordinary calling on her life to be the mother of Jesus. And in the passage we have just read, we see the fulfillment of God's calling in her life. However, the fulfillment of God's plan in our individual lives is just, is determined by our response to Him. So let's turn to Luke 127 through 38. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Now there's a couple of parts to Mary's response to being called by God that I want to highlight this morning. Like all of us, Mary was called to first love God and then to love those around her. In this passage we've just read, God reveals a specific way to Mary of how she can achieve this in her life. The first thing that Gabriel said to Mary was, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. And this shows us that before Mary was given this extraordinary specific calling to be the mother of Jesus, she was willing to follow God as the Lord was with her. Now, if an angel was to turn up on your doorstep and tell you that you were going to give birth to the Son of God, how would you feel? And I don't know about you, but in this case, I can imagine Mary experiencing fear of the future, a strong sense of being overwhelmed, and a large feeling of inadequacy for that which God called her. Considering she was unmarried and a young woman in these times, Fear of, other, of how others would view her must have been going through her head. She was engaged to marry Joseph and she didn't know how he was going to react or what the next step in God's plan for her life was. However, despite these feelings or emotions she was experiencing, her response to God was, I am the Lord's servant and may your word to me be fulfilled. She knew that these human emotions that she was experiencing did not compare to the call that God had on her life to be part of a story much bigger than herself. And like the bridge in the song Christ Be Magnified that we've sung just a bit earlier, we too can make a decision to not be formed by our feelings, 
but to hold fast to what is true. And I wonder what each of our lives would look like if when God asked us to do something, our response was, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Now, if we skip down to Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 48, it says, And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Mary was humble in her calling. She recognized that it wasn't because of who she was, but who God was through her. After saying yes to what God had called her to do, she sung a song of praise, seeking to glorify God with everything that she had. When God calls us to either love him or others in a specific way, he will equip us for the plan he has for us. If we can respond to this calling by not letting our emotions interfere, but say to God, I am the Lord's servant, may your word to me be fulfilled. And then again, seek to glorify God and be humble in our calling. Then like Mary, we are enabling God to work through us. Mary ended up playing an instrumental role in bringing our saviour to the world. She was a key part to God's way of redeeming each and every one of us. The whole reason why we can have hope this Christmas is despite everything that we've gone through or the challenges we still continue to face, for God so loved this world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, John 3.16. Mary was willing to be led by God. Mary's response was not determined by her emotions. She was not formed by her feelings. And Mary was humble in her calling. And because of this, God's plan was fulfilled in her life. And our Savior was born into this world. In Luke 2, 6 and 7, it says, While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And further down in today's passage, we are introduced to the shepherds. In a similar way to Mary, they are extremely ordinary people and even sometimes considered less than ordinary. A big lesson we can take away from the Christmas story is that God has a habit of calling ordinary people who are willing to listen and follow his leading. The shepherds were the first to hear the good news that the Savior had been born. The shepherds were the first to be called to come to Jesus. They heard from the angels what had happened, but in that moment, they chose to trust that God was faithful to his word. As soon as the angels left, they said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. We are all guilty of moments in our life when God has told us something or revealed something to us, and we have chosen not to act on it. However, the moments in our story where we trusted that God was faithful to his word, He has never failed, and we have experienced the joy, hope, and security found in following him. As the shepherds made this step of faith to go and see what God had told them about, I love how it says they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. They hurried. They didn't waste any time. They made a decision to immediately run after Jesus, and in doing so, they became an incredible part of God's plan. After meeting the Savior of this world, In verse 20, it says, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which was just as they had been told. We see in the shepherds' journey that because they made the step of faith, 
to pursue the calling that God had on their lives. Their faith in who God was grew deeper. As they recognized that they were part of this plan, of this story that was so much bigger than themselves, they glorified and praised God. I love how the second part of this verse says, which were just as they had been told, proving that God was and is always faithful to his word. As we choose to trust God, as he calls us into different roles, different seasons and places, as we choose to take a step of faith, we can see that we too will be able to praise and glorify God for all the things we have heard and seen. The shepherds trusted God. The shepherds took a step of faith and the shepherds hurried off to see Jesus. This morning, God has called you to love him and to love others. As the worship team come and play the last song, you have an opportunity to respond to God's call. Will you trust him and take a step of faith like the shepherds? Will you respond, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled like Mary. Maybe this morning is the first time you have understood that God has called you as an individual to be in relationship with him. And I would encourage you to take a step of faith. Maybe you need to take a moment to remember the simplicity of the call that God has for each of us to love him and to love others and to allow God to show you how you can achieve this in your life. Maybe God has given you a specific call, but you have allowed human emotions to determine your response to him. This morning, there is an opportunity for you to lay that down and to trust that God is a faithful father and that he will lead you through whatever situations you are facing. And as we sing this last song, I would like to open up the space in front of me. So if you would like to respond or have someone pray for you, then please come forward. Let's pray. Father God, we're so thankful for who you are to us, God. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to your word and that whatever place we are in this morning, whatever season, Lord God, whatever situations we are facing, God, you are faithful and you are here with us. Lord God, we open our hearts, Lord God, for you to speak to us. Jesus, to call us into different places, Lord God. Give us the strength, give us the courage, Lord, to follow that calling. Lord Jesus, to follow you wherever you may lead, God. Thank you for the joy and hope that we can have this Christmas, Lord God. Because of of your son that you sent to us, God. Thank you, Jesus. And we ask that you continue to be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand and sing.